Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Wendy Collier, life coach and moderator for AmSpa's Aesthetic Mastermind Group. Hello. We are live. Well, not live, but we're recording. We are. Yes. So this is Medical Spa Insider, which is what we call this podcast. Kicking off season two, we are at Medical Spa Show 2019 at the Aria in Las Vegas. Um, I think I'm conscious right now. <laughs> it's borderline. I'm sitting it's here with the lovely and talented Wendy Collier. Thank um, you. And we're going to try to power through this podcast because it's been a long couple days. Um, but welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I I'm really glad it. to be here. And um, I can't actually, I'm under most circumstances, I'd be super duper excited to be to be talking right now. But I'm like half a zombie. We're both half asleep. Let's just be it's honest. Been a, it's been a very, very long couple days. But yeah, Wendy, you are um, a business and life coach. Is it fair to call you a life coach too? Sure. So you're a yeah. business coach and a life coach and you are here at the Medical Spa Show because you're going to be helping AmSpa out with business coaching and helping us out with our mastermind. I'm curious, this is your first aesthetic event. What are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, about this event? Yeah. I am the blown away. Industry. Well, specific to this event, I'm blown away by the quality of this event. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> the stellar, like the everything is so perfectly, it appears to be perfectly organized. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> I'm sure behind the scenes there might be a little chaos, but. As long as it appears, that's all that matters. And the fact that so many people have come up to you consistently and said how much they love this event and thanking you for everything you've done. Clearly, it stands out. All right, enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> no, no, I really, uh, I appreciate yeah. that. That's and that's great that that's how it appears, because yeah. I know all the dirty little secrets that are going on behind the scenes. Right. Um, but it's it has been. I I think it's been an incredible event. And mm -hmm. for those of you who are listening to this, you should be coming to Medical Spa Show 2020, which is also going to be here at the Aria Hotel. It's going to be twice as big. It's an awesome event. It's not even because we put it on. I think it's just because the industry comes together, and um, so it's it's really ex exciting. It's exciting. Can you feel kind of the energy? The energy feels really good. I you were asking me about how I feel about the aesthetic, you know, the mm -hmm. industry itself because this is an immersion into it. Not that I haven't been exposed to it before, but this is like a full-on immersion. What do you mean you've been exposed to it before? <laughs> well. <laughs> A woman keeps her beauty secrets, um, but there's, you know, a real sense of like genuineness amongst everyone and just a, a real sense of community and connection amongst everybody that feels yeah. very sincere to me. Well, and you are, I mean, you are an outsider, yeah. right? I mean, technically speaking. And so it's interesting to get your perspective kind of coming in here from the outside and just seeing things like from a different perspective. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, what's your, what's your impression of the people and the entrepreneurs and the, yeah. the vendors? Like, is it like other industries or is it, uh, is mm -hmm. it more exciting? Is it better? We're much better, aren't we? Of course you are. <laughs> you guys are the best, <laughs> the best. Well, I've worked in different industries and I definitely can see the contrast between this industry and other industries. What's the, what's the biggest contrast? Um, I would say the, the, the entrepreneurs in this space and the business owners are much more determined, driven, uh, and committed than I've seen before. Really? In other spaces and places. That's so awesome. there's kind of this sense overall of like, we're making this happen. And, and, and I realize that amongst the community, that probably seems like a no brainer. Of course we are. And yeah. most entrepreneurs would say that, but there are certain types of entrepreneurs that do not have that particular drive. Um, but they want to be in business for themselves, but they aren't necessarily willing to do what it takes to be successful. So what I see amongst in this industry is we're willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. Please teach us, show us how. And there's, Yes, they might be afraid, but there might there's not it's not as much on the surface mm -hmm. uh, that they're afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has fears. It's okay to be afraid. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think these folks have more, maybe more courage, a little more of a courage muscle growing, um, even though they they still deal with their set of fears. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what I've seen. I mean, that's interesting. Interesting that you say that because it's they 
the people in this industry are eager to be taught, right? Yes. So they are eager to learn what they don't know. And oftentimes, I think you're going to get into trouble when people don't acknowledge what they don't know. Yes. And I think what we're seeing, especially at this event, is just people are like, they're like sponges for knowledge. They're like, tell mm -hmm. me what to do. I'll do it. Just right. show me the way and I'll do mm. it. And um, mm -hmm. is, that, is, that, is that common when you, when you come into new industries? And, and as a business coach, and we'll get a little bit into your background in a second, but as a mm -hmm. business coach, do you, do you see that or is that unique? You know, it's not necessarily by industry. It's more about the individuals that the industry attracts, mm -hmm. right? So if we're talking about the individuals, there's going to be variations amongst people. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, I think, I think honestly, what I see in working with women predominantly is a tendency to kind of like silently suffer and not necessarily ask for help or know when they need help or mm -hmm. be willing, being willing to, you know, admit that they might be really struggling. Yep. So I'm still getting to know this aspect of things in this industry, but I think I can imagine that this is pretty common amongst everyone. Yep. Um, it's tough to admit when you need some help. That yes, um, and and actually I, I want to kind of back into that a little bit because you are because let's get a little bit into what you do. Yeah. You are first of all. You're amazing. I can tell Aww, already. Thank I've you. known you for what a week, two weeks, maybe. <laughs> um, and through and a shout out to my to my boy and my girl Brandon and Jenny Robinson. Yeah. Hey Brandon. Hey Jenny. <laughs> yeah, you guys are the bomb. Um, <laughs> and so you you are going to help us out with our mastermind program, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about. Um, but. You're a business coach primarily. You have your own business, right? Yes. You're, you're an entrepreneur yourself. Yeah. I've had many businesses, yes. That's awesome. And But what I think is unique about you, which I know is unique about you, is that you are devoted to helping women entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. And talk about that a little bit, what your vision yes, is for that. Predominantly women and a few super special men. <laughs> they have to fill out a detailed application and go through strict psychological yes. testing. Yes, and security checks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, nowadays, that's not a bad idea. Especially in this industry. No, it's okay. So, what, uh, like, what's your, what's your, like, your business purpose right now? Like, what do you do? Yeah, I'm focused on uh, equipping and empowering predominantly women to be successful in their lives. And I don't think you can be success successful in life unless you're really happy with your work and what you're doing the majority of your days. So I have a particular passion about helping women understand what they're really meant to do and how that translates into their business. So how do you find that fulfillment, that sense of meaning every single day in your work and really tapping into that and understanding what fills you up and what fuels you. And I call that soul fuel soul because fuel. it's soul fuel because it's something I call that, you know, soul fuel is why you're here on planet Earth. Like, I, I believe it's like your specific purpose, mm -hmm. but it's also a place to go when you need fuel. So when you think about jobs, you know, that people are unhappy in, those are draining jobs. So we're going for the opposite of that. We're going for maximum fulfillment, maximum happiness and joy and security and mm -hmm. freedom. Right. So as a business owner, we get more freedom, a lot more freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and it's important to tap into your soul fuel to get that fuel to keep you going. And, and so the, the soul fuel is like what you believe or you feel your purpose is. It's what your actual calling is in life. What your actual calling is. Yeah. So you help women primarily find what their calling is. Yes. And then, and most do not know it. So most suspect that they know it. I do it. not know it. Oh, okay. Interesting. But I'm not a woman. But you're, but you, <laughs> it still applies. <laughs> Humans. <laughs> We're all in this together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you, um, like, what's the reaching into the business coach playbook? Yes. Like when you first sit down with somebody, um, a woman, let's just, because that's what your primary um, client base is. How do you, how do you get someone to find their soul fuel? Good question. Well, I have a process that I created called soul fuel discovery. Soul and fuel discovery. Yes. And that was birthed from the fact that I was in high tech corporate marketing in the Silicon Valley for two decades. 
And about halfway into that, I started to pop my head up over the cubicle walls and say, what the hell? There's got to be something more to life than this. Even though I was very grateful for what I was learning because yeah. I learned marketing. That's where I learned marketing and business. And I love it. I still love marketing and business. But I wasn't particularly thrilled about marketing hardware and software products. So yeah. I just started to think for myself, what am I really meant to do? But then I also started to notice how miserable everyone else was around me, the people I was working with, and my friends and their jobs and careers. So I became obsessed with figuring out a process on how you could discover what you're really meant to do. And I tried to figure it out reading a lot of different books, going to workshops, and I got more confused than ever. And it was particularly what I'm meant to do and how that could become a business or how that, how that could be your livelihood as opposed to right. so many people think they need to, well, my job is a job and I'm not gonna be happy. That's why they call it work, work is work. And then I'm gonna do my fun things on the weekend or in the evenings or volunteer wise. And I believe that we're not designed to do that. I believe we're designed to bring it all together. So I just became obsessed about how to figure out a way to like figure out what you're meant to do. And then how do you take your personal and professional skills and create so, a business out of that? So what's the answer? 12. 12? The answer is 12. What is 12? That's the answer. <laughs> What's funny about what you just said is that there's 12 steps in the soul field discovery process. No. Really? So you did actually find the answer, how to find your yeah. soul. Yeah. I, well, I created, I created <laughs> it. I decided, Hey, no one's got this for me. So I'm going to make it happen. That's how a lot of business ideas are born. Right? Yeah. So it's right. a 12 step process, 12 modules. Okay. How long does it take? It depends. Some people, I mean, I've run it as a three month course. I've run it for eight weeks. I've done it 10 week and I've done it self paced where people just do it on their own. So it varies. And, and uh, obviously the goal is for these people to realize what it is that they're meant to do kind of in life and in their work, yes. which is, I guess, in some ways indistinguishable if they find their soul food, right? I mean, fuel, soul, fuel. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one, right? Your, your, your purpose and your, your work kind of is what defines well, you. Well, it's basically doing an assessment. Okay, so now that I know what I'm here to do, so in aesthetics, a lot of it, what I'm hearing from the women through this event mm -hmm. is I love making people feel good about themselves. Okay. Right. So there's a, there's a driving factor. There's a, their why from what I'm hearing is like, I love to help women feel beautiful or I, I love helping them. Uh, and the men do these treatments too, but like, I love helping people feel really good about themselves. So that's a, a clue into your soul fuel, because if that's something you could have been sort of like, this is part of your purpose is to help lift people up and make them smile and make them feel really good about themselves, which changes their lives. Yeah. Right. So it's taking doing an assessment. Am I getting enough of that satisfaction in my current work? And if I'm not, how can I get more of that? Or do I need to start a new business or pivot or and, but yeah, it's one thing to find out what your purpose is and what you want to do, but yeah. it's an entirely different thing to turn that into an active business 100%. venture exactly. that makes you money. So then yeah. that's a big jump though, right? I mean, yeah. well, that's the second like part of it. I like watching Michael Jordan videos on YouTube. Yeah, but that's gonna not going to make you any money. No. Absolutely, 100%. So Soulfield Discovery, I'm actually going to probably rename it because of this purpose. Because the first half is the actual what is your soul fuel. And the second half is how can this be a viable business that you can make money doing that will support you in a secure, like having a secure financial flow coming in. So what's the answer? And that's the business and, and marketing concepting. So it's really how do you position your business? What mm -hmm. niche are you going to claim? Who's your ideal client? What's your messaging and positioning? Um, that's the marketing piece and how you position yourself as everything right. and how you niche yourself. Yeah. And what I find so interesting about what you do and all business coaches, but I mean, you're the one I've talked to more than any, anyone else really is the interplay between the psychology of it. But then you can't, that has to be married to business principles, marketing principles, branding principles. Yes, exactly. Because otherwise it's just psychology. You're just 100%. thinking, right? Yeah. So the idea, first of all, your business coaching clientele right now is exclusively women. Yes. Okay. At the moment. Um, and as, and that's, that's your passion. Yes. And um, why do you get fulfillment out of that? I think that came from, I mean, I didn't have the easiest of childhoods. And uh, I also watched my siblings go through some, a lot of difficulty. 
And my sister and I um, were out on our own at a very, very young age, both of us. And I watched her go through her process of trying to find her way of being on her own too young. And how could she make her way in life, like finish school and, you know, support herself and all of that, right? And then I went through it myself after that. A few years later, I was on my own at 16. Um, I needed to finish high school, let alone college on my own. And my parents are still in my life and I love them very much. But that's just the circumstances that were Mm -hmm. the case at the time. Yeah. And so, and I'm actually really, really thankful for it because it forced me to become very resourceful and to problem solve, like to really think up ways I could problem solve and how to also gather the support around me that I needed in order to be successful. And at the time it was just success meant a roof over my head, food and get to high school so I could finish and graduate. And I managed to do all of that. And so I became very passionate about helping other, you know, young women and girls. At the time, I was, I started volunteering at 19 years old. I was helping kids that were abused and um, just really supporting them through the process of like strengthening themselves from within and heal from all of that. Because I also had some of that in my background and to not only heal and not only quote survive but to thrive to absolutely allow those circumstances to help you overcome um, any obstacle that comes your way and to develop more confidence than even people who had a walk in the park kind of childhood but to really use those circumstances to transform your life and to become better than ever and to really succeed beyond your wildest dreams so yeah and so that's so I mean, I love that. I think that's 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 incredible. And I, well, I guess what I'm trying to do is, I think that's viable, but it's again, it's one thing to have that mindset and then to turn it into a thriving business, right? Yes. Because what we do when we're doing our boot camps, when we're, yeah. when we're talking to people, yeah, there's people can tell you all day long, I want to do it, I want to do it, mm-hmm. I want to do it. But it's um, at some point you've got to figure out, yes, practically how to do it. Looking to open or improve your medical aesthetic practice or medical spa? Look no further than AmSpa's Medical Spa and Aesthetic Boot Camps, which are intense two-day training seminars covering legal and business best practices in the medical spa industry. Both physicians and non-physicians alike will gain the tools to open and or run an efficient, profitable, and legally compliant medical spa or aesthetic practices. AmSpa is hosting seven boot camps in 2019 in L.A., Chicagoland, Atlanta, Seattle, Dallas, New York, and Orlando. Starting with the L.A. boot camp on Saturday and Sunday, April 6th and 7th at the Sofitel Beverly Hills. To save $50 on registration for boot camps, use the promo code POD50 at checkout. That's POD50 at checkout. For more information or to register, log on to www.americanmedspa.org or call 312-981-0993. You're an entrepreneur yourself. When did you start your first business? Yeah, and and I was answering the question of why I became passionate about empowering women. Yeah. So that was the origin. Okay. was my own journey. Right. Um, I actually had a business when I was seven years old. And that was a window washing business and I got paid a dollar per window. So that was the origin of my, of my entrepreneurship. Then I watched my father develop, develop multiple businesses. Um, and so I think, I think tapping into the resources that you have within you Mm -hmm. is essential. I mean, you have to be able to do that in order to start and grow a business. And you also, that also means getting the help you need, the, Mm -hmm. the, the you know mentors in your life and the strategists and the people that can help you with the day-to-day practical nature of business you got to gather those people so, around why you why is that so hard for it was it's hard for me like tapping yeah. into mentors yeah and it's almost like people entrepreneurs are afraid to go to somebody and admit that they don't know what they're doing or that they need right help. And they think they should know the answer. Often, even when you, especially when you have quite a bit of education in a particular area, you even feel more stupid asking questions. Because like, I should know this by now. But maybe you missed that quote class, like you tuned out, you know. Um, I think it's our pride and our stubbornness that stops us from 
first recognizing it within ourselves to admit that we need help is very difficult. Yeah. Um, but you have to admit that first and you have to recognize when you're struggling and you're not finding your way. And if it's not working, it's not working. So what is going to work? I feel like that's a that's a huge psychological barrier that people mm -hmm. need to get over. Like is the first step is to say, I need to go learn how to do this yeah. and admit what I don't know. And that's hard for people to do. I see, we see this in this industry all, all the time. The time. Yeah. Um, so it, what do you, do you feel like, um, when you're coaching women, is there something that, that, that you feel that women particularly have, um, difficulty overcoming when it comes to finding their, as you call your soul fuel and, or doing what they want? Like, what, is there something particular that, that you, that you feel that, that women have more difficulty than maybe men do? Well, fear is a big, plays a big role. Um, but men deal with that too. Um, I no, think we women, don't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe women are more willing <laughs> no. to admit it. Um, women deal with a lot of self-doubt about them. Can they trust themselves is a big one. Mm -hmm. Can I trust that I will do what it takes? Can I trust that I will figure this out? Can I trust that I'll do the work? Um, will this, will this stick? You know, there's a, there's a sense of like uncertainty around the future and being able to carry, carry the, Why the weight. Why do you think that is? Gosh, I mean, there's a lot of society, societal norms and, and cultural reasons for that. And historically, women aren't necessarily taught yep. um, that they can that they can handle more than they think they can. I mean, typically, and this is very generally, generally speaking, boys are often trusted to you can handle it. You're you know, be a man, be a boy, whatever that that language is. But the girls are maybe more coddled a little bit. Generally speaking, I was never coddled at all. Um, so I think that's why I have the well, all I have mm -hmm. and I'm willing to ask for help as well. But if you were coddled in any way, you, that can create insecurity. Mm -hmm. It can create a sense of chronic self-doubt because you don't feel like you can take risks because maybe someone didn't let you take the risks mm -hmm. or wouldn't they were afraid for you to take the risks. So once you start taking more risks for yourself, you decide you're going to take more risks, then that is where you de develop the confidence to go for it. So how do you as a business coach get people to do that. That's got to be a tough thing to do. Like well, take, telling someone to take a risk is one thing. Right. Yeah. It's all it, for me. It's first of all, it's individual. It's, mm -hmm. it's very individual as to who's dealing with what. So we're speaking pretty generally right now. But when I'm working with individuals, even in a group setting, it's identifying what their thing is. You know, often women suffer from perfectionism, you know, and so I'll identify that as an issue is holding you back. You're not moving forward because you're thinking you need to have all your ducks in a row and everything has to be perfect before you can execute, before mm -hmm. you can try something, before you can do something. And so it's, it's presenting them with opportunities or challenges to take on for themselves. And it's usually baby steps. And so that's how I help them transition. It's never like, let's just leap mm -hmm. and, and just fly off the cliff. It's let's help you take baby steps so that you can develop this strength over time. How long does that, I mean, I know you said it's a 12 step process, but how long does it typically take time wise? If someone was a woman or anyone wanted to engage you to help them with their business and their, their figure out what their, their purpose is, is it, I mean, is there a timeline for that or is it just as long as it takes? Well, it depends on what we're working on. If it's just the purpose part, that's a few weeks. I, I've actually done that in one day in my VAP days with, with clients. Mm -hmm. And one day we figured it all out. Um, if it's in a group format, it takes a little bit longer because you're pacing with a group, right? Gotcha. Um, if you're private attention, you're always going to, it's going to be much faster. And I'm able to accelerate a lot of that or facilitate the acceleration of like that understanding very, very quickly. It's almost like you're a Jedi. Jedi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's get right to it. <laughs> if it's business concepting, also business concepting, I find very easy and very fast. I mean, niche selection or specialties and things like mm -hmm. that are so easy to figure out. You just need to talk with the right person. But yeah. and, and I ask a lot of questions, so I get to dig in and figure out, like, what is the thing that's really going to fire that person up? Yeah. And then and that's how we, we get to it pretty quickly. Well, and that's I mean, I, I want to bring it back to aesthetics, which is where we are. Mm -hmm. And it, I think it's so interesting because as we talked about quite a bit at the medical spa show this year, this is an industry that is 
dominated by women in many ways. There's so many women entrepreneurs. There's so many women leaders. Um, So it's all. But at the same time, I think there is what AmSpot does is provide business and compliance resources. So there's a need to allow them to kind of thrive and succeed by learning. And so it's almost it's it's. It's an interesting interplay between the fact that you've got an industry that is so dominated by women, but an industry also that clearly is in need of business training, compliance training. And I'm kind of curious, what's your, did you notice that when you were just kind of at the conference? Um, What 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 were your thoughts on on, on, on the the interplay between the the fact that we are, this is a primarily a woman dominated business, but yet we're here to help them. That's what we're doing. You're here to support them and educate them. Yeah. So what was your question around that? I'm not sure. (laughs) I did see that. I do see that. I see this as an organization that supports women and, and, and men that are in it too. But what an amazing opportunity for women to step in. I just, well, I guess what I'm curious about is, did you, coming in as an outsider, do you notice, um, like, do you notice right away certain things that the entrepreneurs in this industry need? I mean, is that something that you can kind of intuit? They need in- coaching. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hundred percent they need coaching. Yeah, but is it like yeah. intuitive to you? Like, these people need help. Like, I can see it just yes. by the way that they're talking, the way that they're acting. Everyone needs help. Everyone needs help. So yeah. it isn't it isn't just this group of people. We all do. I have a coach. I'll always have a coach. Um, is, is what's the? Do you recommend that everyone have a coach? I do, 100%. We just can't see. It's like the picture cannot see the frame that it's in. We're just too close to things, mm-hmm. right? We cannot see. And and our blind spots, by virtue of the fact they're blind spots, we can't see them. And we also don't know what we don't know. And so the people that are outside, and, and particularly people that are skilled at this, are able to see things that we cannot see. Um, and I think it's particularly useful to look at the bigger picture when we're, you know, looking at our lives and our businesses, are we looking at the bigger picture instead of the minutia of the day-to-day all the time? Of course, that's important, but we also need to take a step back. And I think that's what coaching and mentorship gives you is that ability to step back and kind of take an evaluation of what's working, what isn't working. Yeah. It's gotta be very fulfilling when you when you actually help somebody and find their their, their soul fuel. It's I mean, it's going to be an amazing process for you. And it's too. not just that. It's it's also seeing women succeed in their businesses. So it's not just the soul fuel part is just one aspect. Yeah. You know, it's also what do you need to succeed and what is success to you? Yeah. And this is such an amazing industry because we're growing so fast and there are people that are succeeding so much. Um, I really think that what people need is just exactly what you're providing, this, this idea that you can reflect and, and, and figure mm-hmm. out what you're doing, but then they also need business training, right? Yeah. And yep. so do you offer that also as far as like what you like as part of your process? Yeah. Well, my, in, with my clients, I'm teaching them actually how to launch their businesses online, their online presence, their online marketing, how to get clients, how to enroll their clients, how to develop their programs and services, like exactly mm-hmm. what they're offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm providing business consulting to all my clients. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that's super exciting. So let's. I want to talk about the um, the mastermind process. Right. Because um, we are Amspot. Shameless plug is <laughs> launching the the aesthetic mastermind is what we're calling it, which is a focused mastermind process group, whatever you want to call it, for. Um, entrepreneurs in the aesthetic industry. I'm just learning about this whole process myself. I'm kind of new to it. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, what it is and just kind of why why it's successful and why people need it. Masterminding in general. Yes. 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 Uh, it's it's the bomb. I mean, I, I shared <laughs> I shared earlier in the lunch session today, I was sharing that it wasn't until I got into a mastermind that I was able to quit my corporate job and do this business full time. And until then, I was doing it as a side gig. I was floundering. I wasn't making enough money. And then I got plugged into a mastermind with a coach, with a mentor. And that's when it took off. And I built it and quit the job. So um, what, what is it exactly? Like some people, if how do you define say, a mastermind? Yeah, if someone say, oh, okay, you're going to sell me a mastermind group or I'm yeah. going to join a, like, what does that mean? There's different types of masterminds. So I think for this context and what AmSpa is offering is um, definitely a supportive community of people that are holding you to your vision and they're, you know, holding 
making sure that you fulfill your vision. So there's an accountability piece, there's a mm. connection and community piece, so you're not as feeling as isolated in your in your businesses, which can often be the case. And you're coming together and you're getting to know other people's sort of vision and trading ideas. That's the mastermind. Mastermind means like multiple minds together are better than one. So that's the basis of a mastermind. So it's more minds together, more ideas, swapping ideas, learning from each other, problem solving issues. Maybe someone has a little more experience with something that you don't, vice versa. Um, there's so much support there. And when it's facilitated well, you're also getting a lot of breakthroughs, personal breakthroughs on the inner game, what I call the inner game. So that's what is really holding you back emotionally, spiritually, energetically, even physically from accomplishing your goals. Um, and everyone benefits from that because they start to recognize themselves in those conversations and in those processes. Mm -hmm. And they start to learn some tips and tricks on how kind of like how to mind hack, what I call mind hacking. How to, let's, what's that? Let's, let's discuss one mind hack right now. What's the best one you got? Oh my gosh, the best one? Yeah. like what's That's the on the spot. I have so many. The best one. Um, my whole podcast is about mind hacking. I mean, essentially, well, my entire one? podcast show. If you could name one right now, how about this? Based upon what you've seen over the course of the Medical Spot show, what's one that you think would be particularly relevant to this audience? Hmm. Or how about just one you can remember right now on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I particularly love to talk about fear as fuel. I think okay. this applies to everybody. Um, where, and I speak a lot about fear as a person. Like, uh, and if you can think of fear as a person, it's very helpful. Yep. And if you think about, let's say you're juggling your aesthetics business and you still have a job and you're afraid to let go of that job to go full-time into your business. And of course, uh, there's a gap there and the fear is holding you back. Because the truth is, if you were really to take the leap and go for it all out, no holds barred, committed, it's going to succeed if you just give it all you got, right? Right. So burn the boats, burn the boats. Yeah. hundred percent, which is what I had to do to make my business succeed up until then. It wasn't as well, not nearly as well. So when I talk about fear as fuel, I like to share that everybody should think of fear as being in the driver's seat right now. If the dri if the fear is stopping you from quitting a job you don't want, to go for something you really want, it is driving your life right now. It is in control. So imagine fear is driving the car. And would you trust fear to drive the freaking car? And where's it gonna take you? And so you can start to think about this as a little kid who doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He shouldn't be driving, he shouldn't have keys, he shouldn't have a driver's license, that is fear. And you wouldn't trust, you wouldn't get in the car with a 13 year old. I'm right? Terrified. Of right? Now, yeah. Well, that's your life. Your car is your life. And that's what's happening. So what you can do to kind of hack that is first recognize that it's a little kid that's just, it's not capable of making the best decisions for your life. And it's also overcompensating and trying to freak you out when you don't need to be as afraid as you are. Mm -hmm. So you can start to just imagine putting fear in the back seat. Okay, I hear you. It's never going to go away. Don't wait for it to go away to take action because fear never goes away. It is a companion in our lives. It's part of the human experience. So we can use it as fuel. So if it's bickering at you, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be successful. Look at all these other people who are more successful. You're not, you don't have what it takes, da-da-da-da. You can flip it in your head to say, you know, use it as a challenge. I can be better. I can, I, maybe I'll be better than another person. I'm more capable than I think. You can start to flip it in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and imagine that you're putting, sometimes I say put fear in the trunk or, or hook fear up to the bumper on your car <laughs> and let it drag behind you. Like depending on how sort of violent you want to get about it um, determines how you want to see it. But the point is get it as distant away from you as, as driving it so as possible. I totally get that. And I'm 100% on board with you. <laughs> My, I get, what I'm, I guess I'm not pushing back, but what I'm uh -huh. like, is, is part of your, do you ever as a business coach, when you're dealing with somebody and their fear and what they're trying to overcome, where the solution is they just need to keep their job and not open their own business? Sure, absolutely, right? 100%. Because that's oh, yeah. like, it's not, one of the things that I see is that opening your own business is not for everybody. And I right, think some agreed. people, think they can yeah, and, and they what shouldn't. the smartest thing they can do is realize that they can't. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah. and, and this is not meant in any way to, to, to put down business coaches, but I feel like sometimes it's like 
as long as that that reality can be acknowledged, because it's not we're not meant to just push everybody to do something that they're not meant to do. I don't believe it's for everybody. I absolutely don't believe everyone should be business owners. I actually don't. I also don't. Most people do not, shouldn't be business owners. Really? Most people. Most people should not be. Most people should not be. They can't handle it. They can't handle the uncertainty that entrepreneurship requires. It's terrifying. And right. And so I actually did a two-part podcast for this reason. And I did it hours and hours and hours of research about what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. I came up, I distilled it to 13 traits um, that you need to have to be successful as an entrepreneur. And people can use it as like an assessment to determine where you are with any of these given things. It can actually function as like a test of whether you really should be in business for yourself. Or you can look at it and say, well, I need to strengthen my ability to handle uncertainty better and then I could be more successful. Because uncertainty, being able to handle uncertainty is an absolute key trait you have to have as an entrepreneur. Um, and also most people are not able to handle leaping and not having anything to grab onto yet that they feel secure in. So that's why I talk about bridge plans, transition plans, exit strategies, things like that, or exit dates, so that you can take baby steps and build the bridge. And during that bridge building process, you can also determine whether you should do it at all. Yeah. That's a big part of my job. Yeah, it has I don't. To be, I don't right? believe it's convincing people every yeah. single person that they can. And do I wasn't it. suggesting that's what you're doing. <laughs> I just what I what I like. Honestly, sometimes though, if you'll listen to and I listen, I do this. I read, I'll read books. I'll listen to podcasts where people are you're trying to get inspired, and it's very easy yeah. to start getting inspired and to think, oh, I can do it. The I can pump do up it. thing. Yeah, get pumped up, and next thing you know, you're going to quit your job, but you haven't really. Yeah, necessarily no, you thought need to be through. smart about it. And it's it's. Um, I mean, I totally agree because especially in the industry that we're in, at the conference that we're at, we the, this is 100% entrepreneurs here. They're yeah, all entrepreneurs. Right. So they're already making that plunge or they're thinking about yeah. it. But there are some where I want to almost be like, like, look, just the best thing you can do right now is to do nothing and just take a deep breath and maybe keep your job for another sure. year because you're not ready. Right. And that's got to be a difficult thing for to tell people. It is. especially. It's also good advice, in the especially in the case where if not having a job is going to make you so freaked out that you're not able to, I mean, you can't put an anxious energy into a new business and expect it to succeed very well. You need to have a sense of calm going into it so you can keep your wits about you to make good decisions. So oftentimes just having that paycheck coming in will calm people down enough to be able to think clearly. And, um, and yeah. Do you find that there are, are there a, a significant amount of people? Are there a lot of people who think they should be entrepreneurs when they shouldn't be? I mean, is that yes. just, or is it, yeah. is it kind of the opposite where maybe they, they are entrepreneurs, but they just, it's more the former. Is it? That they think they should be and they aren't. They don't know what it takes to do it. So it's either, you know, you can be an inexperienced entrepreneur, but you know in your heart you are. So you know that there's a gap you need to fill. There's strengths you need to build and skills and you need to learn a lot and all that. That's one thing. But the other version is kind of like someone who's sort of not they're deluding themselves a little bit that they should run their own show. I had this conversation just the other day with a lady because I asked her, are you sure you want to be in business? I was sen sensing that there was a little bit of a on the fence, right? And the program that all the programs I run is about launching your business or growing your, or growing it, growing an existing business. And so I want to know, they want to know for sure that they, they know they want to be in business for themselves. And yeah. she was a little on the fence and I, I just kept asking. And the truth was, she's not sure. So I think if you're not sure, that's a sign that you maybe shouldn't, honestly. And that's different than, I'm sure I want to be in business, I'm just scared, and I don't know what to do, or the next steps. Right. These are two different types. Yeah. But it's, it's also part of it is, and I've struggled with this forever, my entire life, is doing that what you're kind of afraid to do, right? Getting, stepping yes. outside your comfort zone. Yes. And that's very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. But the minute you do it, it, you know, things start to happen, right? It kind of like all of a sudden things start to pop. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, so there's a fine line between determining whether somebody is, feels they're an entrepreneur and just is scared or they are uncertain, like you said. I mean, and you have to, that's, that's a lot of responsibility for you in some sense to, to help them figure that out. 
Well, I hold people powerful, meaning I see them as power, you know, powerful in their own right to make the decisions for themselves that they need to. And do you find that normally happens? Like they come to the decision? I guide them to, yeah, I can, I can guide them to that decision. Um, but I'm not telling them, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's revealing the answer through the conversation or through coaching yeah. that they, that they know is there. I, I believe people are just infinitely wise within themselves. It's just, they're not tapping into it. They're not tapping into their, their true wisdom within themselves. Yeah, it is a, it's a special breed of people who become entrepreneurs and really become successful. I feel like it's, it's because there's so much, yeah. there's the uncertainty. We actually talked about this earlier. The uncertainty never goes away. Right? No, it doesn't. And how do you deal with that? Like from a, you know what it is? And I think, and yeah, I love that conversation we were having earlier because I think, and this is partly because I was on my own at 16 and I figured stuff out. I, I graduated from college. I built a beautiful career, all these businesses. And uh, I think when you take on challenges intentionally, you learn that you can figure things out. So what that means is no matter what happens, the industry changes, something, the economy collapses and you're, all your clients go away, you're going to figure it out. You're going to pick yourself up and figure out what you need to do next. Yep. So that's how I personally handle the uncertainty. It is, everything is uncertain <laughs> all the time, but I know that I'm going to step up and figure out what my next step is, no matter what the circumstances are. And the reason I know that is because I've taken on challenges very intentionally and decided to trust myself. And part of that is what you and I talked about is asking for help when you need it and seeing and looking for, I mean, I've had mentors since I was a little girl. And I'm and in all areas of my life. So I've always said, okay, for me to be successful, I need to put this into place, that into place. And I don't know anything about that. So I need to learn and be taught and get educated. Is there, so just being perfectly honest, that is one thing that I struggle with is asking for help. Yeah. Getting people to, to mentor me. Is there like a, a life hack, a brain hack, where you can kind of trick yourself into knowing that this, I've got to get out there and... And, and find somebody that can help me because it's, it's like, I, I get stuck because I feel like I, I don't have the answer. I know I don't have the answer, but then I get, you know, nervous and scared. I'm just like, well, and what and, present prevents I, you from reaching out? It becomes, it, it, you know, just like inaction. Right. And right. so I, you almost become paralyzed with inaction because, um, doing, you know, taking that step is nerve wracking um, it causes stress. The easy way is to just go with the flow, which often means doing nothing. And and this is from my. I'm getting way too deep. <laughs> I'm supposed to be interviewing you. What's I love happening? this. Um, but like Please. the whole, the whole, like the the family history uh, from way back on my family is to is to not kind of take that step, right. but instead to be just kind of go with the flow, whatever the easiest route is, as opposed to taking the hard route and getting, making things happen, which ends up being almost indifference. And you don't have control because you're not taking, you're not making decisions. You're letting decisions being made for you. Right. And so often what happens is because those decisions are hard and it's stressful and it makes you nervous, you end up doing nothing and making no decision. And then the decision ultimately, which gets is made a decision you. by the way. Yeah, it is. No and ultimately is it makes the decision gets made for you. Right. And it's oftentimes not the one that you would have preferred, but you no. just have to go that way. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I, that is a battle I fight every single day. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that goes back to getting clear on what you want. I want to be Michael Jordan. You want to be Michael Jordan. <laughs> Boom. There you go. We're going to hold you accountable to that. <laughs> no, but it, it, I mean, it is, it, it is true because, um, like that's, that's, I'm sure there are others out there who deal with the same thing where it's just yeah. like trying to, it's, it, it, it's very difficult to make the hard decision. So what I, one thing I say to myself, do you have an example, is, like, or can um, you share an example? That's not super private. If <laughs> or maybe share it no. if it's private. Um, we don't no, you know what? I can't. It's not because I wouldn't. I'd be happy yeah. to. I just I, number one, um, my brain's jumbled and right. mush and and pudding. Um, <laughs> it, but also, it's 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 almost it's always there, okay. right? So it never goes away. Right. So it's it's my natural inclination 
is to not make a decision, to not do something because it's a stress avoidance tool, right? Because thinking about it, making a decision is hard. So making a decision is hard. That's why making hard choices is like one of the the hardest things as an entrepreneur because you have to make decisions, you have to be decisive, right? The best, you know, in any situation, I believe, the, the best decision is, you know, the right way to go. The second best decision is the wrong way to go. And the worst thing to do is to do nothing. Right? Yeah. You either got you to make a decision because the going one way, mm-hmm. you're either going to do the right thing or you're going to do. Is it the fear of what that decision will turn out to be? Is that what's stopping the decision from I, being made? I think it's honestly more just the fear of making the decision in the first place. It's just indecisive. Because you're afraid of what will happen or... No, it's just, it's the stress around having to make the decision. Like, it's just, it's indecisiveness. It's okay. a family trait. It's a family trait. Yeah. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Don't we love all those things our family gave us? Yeah, no, it is. It, it truly is. It's, 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 uh, it's a very difficult thing to be able to say, I want to. So now, why, where, why I am who I am and where I am is because I, at some point along the line, made it a conscious decision that yeah. I'm not going to let that happen. You've made a lot of decisions. And I'm going to do it, right? You've made a lot of them. A hundred percent. Right. So, um, but that's one of the things that, I mean, there's, it's, it still, it never goes away. I guess what I'm saying is that I have made that decision to battle that and to, and to step out of my comfort zone and make those decisions. But that never stops. Like I battle that every single day. Meaning you wish you wish you could get into a place where you could make decisions more rapidly. Yeah. And just be, you know, be decided. There are some people who are just like, you know, they're leaders, they're decisive yeah. by nature, yeah. right? They just do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like that. I have to force myself to do it. Well, I think the more you force yourself to do it, the faster it's going to get. Maybe you're not doing, you're not forcing yourself enough to get out of the comfort zone of that. So a lot of it is just repetition and practice that does not have to be there the rest of your life. And it takes doing it more frequently in order to break the pattern. I mean, we are, we are just literally our brain. I'm going to go suck my thumb in the corner. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Life was easier then. Um, I mean, our brains are, I I am fascinated by the physiology of the brain and just like neuropathways and things like that. Um, And we're just programmed, you know, into certain patterns, whether it comes from family or otherwise. And so, you know, if you can think about making your brain your ally and really starting to break some of these thought patterns or or behavior patterns, it can start to really shift things. And I'm a total believer. I mean, I've done it myself. I used to get stuck in those kinds of places. Not to say I don't have those places I get stuck because I do. But like I used to have these really rigid, like just the same thing over and over again until I until I started to create kind of a new thought pattern. So, for example, if you told yourself, I am decisive, if you repeated that to yourself every morning throughout the day, all day, periodically, I, Alex, I'm decisive. I'm a decisive guy. I pull the trigger fast. I'm decisive. Things will change. I know that sounds like a surface level. Really? That's really going to work. Try it and see what happens. Yeah. See what happens because you're rewiring your brain to think differently and then suddenly you identify with a different type of behavior. Well, I mean, in some ways I have rewired myself to do that. It's just, it's... It's not automatic, though. The wire always wants to go back. It's not automatic yet. constantly, like, correct it. Now, do you ever find, do you find it difficult because you are obviously good at what you do and you spend your time helping others identify these types of issues and overcome them. Do you find it hard to kind of self-identify yourself? I'm actually pretty good at that. Not to, I mean, not to boast at all. I'm, I'm really self-aware, which I know my issues big time. Um, and I have accountability in my life. So I have a love accountability buddy who holds me accountable in my love life. And I have a business accountability buddy who holds me accountable in business and then I'm part of a mastermind, which is a group of people, a community that's different, right? That's, that's for business too, but also life in general. Um, and so sometimes they'll reveal something, but it's more like they're reminding me of something I already know. Um, I will say that my coach, and I've had a couple coaches, big coaches, I've had many coaches, but two that I've been with a long time, have called things out that I didn't see in the moment, definitely. 
but right. didn't surprise me. But yeah, I've I've that just happened fairly recently. I was at an event with my coach, and I stood up and asked a question, which is always a risk in a room of people. And um, yeah, there was something he mentioned that changed everything for me that I did not recognize, and it, it has been a major breakthrough ever since. And it's yeah. really in. in the mastermind process and the coaching process really it, it, is it seems to me or is it just that process of having somebody else examine you that's so that you're away you're able to kind of get, you said the picture can't recognize the frame right so you yeah. can kind of get outside of yourself mm-hmm. and have somebody else look at you and call you on your bullshit and say this is what's happening this is like, is that really what it is? I mean, it's, well, it's a particular skill set, though. Not everyone can do that. So it's not just about somebody else being on the outside, being able to examine or whatever. It's it's hopefully this person cares for you and loves you. Like, I really feel like my coach loves me, cares about me. Right. So they're coming from that perspective, not yeah. judgment or um, so much of it is what you're saying. So much of it is being the ability for and you need to be coachable. That means you need to be open yeah. to receiving. I would be terrified to be in a mastermind. You would? Yeah, I'd be scared to. Of be getting the feedback, yeah. maybe? Just yeah. facing the things like that, like just facing things. Well, what's interesting is like a good coach will help you see it for yourself. So, and yeah, it is scary sometimes, but it's also one of the most freeing things that you'll ever experience in your life because the truth will set you free, right? If you don't, if you're not willing to recognize things and you're just trapped in this conditioned behavior that you're repeating year after year after year after year and nothing's changing. So when you can realize something that could cause a breakthrough and change your life, it's pretty exciting. And so is it, you've seen this, you've, you've, you've actually let, you've led masterminds before, right? Many. Right. Yeah. And, many, and have many. you seen this process like play out where oh people have just changed Massive their business? Massive breakthrough is pretty much every call that really? I lead. Yeah. Often the, accompanying the, with tears frequently. What's the, what's the <laughs> practical effect of that though? Like, does that translate into dollars in your bank account? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, just a woman the other day, I mean, she's been working on this area of her life, but I showed her actually that she's been repelling money in her business and she recognized it. And then I, I gave her an assignment. I want you to write a letter to money as though it's a relationship, because it is, dear money. And so she, through that letter writing process, she discovered that she was deep down, and this is why I'm not saying her name, because this is definitely private. Deep down, she actually still has this need to be rescued. So there's a part of her that feels like if she drives things through the ground and she's not making enough money, someone's going to come in and rescue her. Mm -hmm. And this is going back to childhood. So she rewrote, she wrote another letter to herself to tell her little girl that's running the show right now inside of her. And you have a little boy and I have a little girl and me too. We all have this little kid in us and we have this story running. And when she realized that 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 was going on, that sort of Cinderella story in essence, um, she had a conversation with the little person inside of her. Okay, I got this now and we're no longer going to run that story anymore. And she made $10,000 in her business very, very quickly, like within a week of that breakthrough, just having that one breakthrough. And that's just one example. Like, and that's not a coincidence, right? Mm-hmm. She started to switch things in her mind around her relationship with mm-hmm. money and it, and it came in. Mm-hmm. That's got to be awesome to see for you when you see one of your clients have that breakthrough. It's the most fulfilling. Th- I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. I just can't. It's an honor. It's really an honor to be that in a person's life, you know? So well, now we've been talking for over 50 minutes, which is surprising. Wow. I should be fast asleep by now. Right. Me too. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to close with this. Like what? So there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of women entrepreneurs who listen to this or women who are in aesthetics who may become entrepreneurs. What, like, what, what advice would you give them? just kind of moving forward in general and also how do they figure out whether this is for them to be an entrepreneur like where do they start so there were a couple of questions there so yeah. which which one is I totally top of mind um well, we'll just let's start. I, I, the reason I, I asked a second question because I thought maybe just what advice would you give is, is maybe too broad. But it, if you're comfortable, that with is that, pretty broad. <laughs> um, <laughs> what like what like 
what I guess what I'm trying to figure out is what's the what's like the 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 most wisdom you can give somebody right now who is trying to decide whether to open their own business? Like, what do you tell someone like that? Is this someone you think isn't sure they want to be a business owner? Um, or they're not sure that they are sure, but they're not sure they'll succeed. I don't know. I mean, they're contemplating it, right? So they're driving down the highway right now and they're thinking, you know, I, I'm a good nurse injector and I want to open my own business. I feel yeah. like I can do it. I feel like it's exciting. Yeah. It's a great industry, right. but I'm scared. Okay. But, and it's just, you know, it's, it's scary it for is a scary. variety of reasons. So what's the, what's the, what do you do? So I'd say first and foremost, is your fear accompanied with excitement? So are you not only afraid, it's normal to be afraid. If you wait for that to go away, you won't take any action. So if your fear is accompanied with excitement, that's probably a green light. Go ahead. So I'm afraid, but I'm excited at the idea of doing this is a really good sign. And, and we see that play out over and over again to, with successful entrepreneurs. If you're just fear afraid and, and not, ex- yes, the com- combination. If you're just afraid and not excited, you need to pause and mm-hmm. take a look at what's going on there. Um, if you're just excited and not afraid, you're probably um, naive. So you want to get educated about what's it going to take to be in business for yourself. Right. So um, there's that piece. But how do you recognize that if you're not afraid? If you're just excited, you're not going to recognize that. You're going to be like, I'm doing it. Let's go. Right? Uh, I mean, most people have some fear about it. Like, am I going to make enough money? Is there going to be stability in this? Um, but if you're not even thinking like that, then you're Steve Jobs. I would pause. <laughs> I would just pause. But yeah, Steve Jobs, true. That's true. But he, I'm sure he had some challenge. I mean, I know he did. He he had to have. I don't know. I think if honestly, I think the absence of fear is a signal that you need to get more information. <laughs> That's yeah. just my personal opinion. Like that, you need to equip yourself more with maybe. Um, like, I think a lot of women avoid the numbers, for example. They avoid, mm-hmm. like, what are the numbers in a business like this? Yeah. How do you turn a profit? When are you going to turn a profit? Like, how, how many years should I be in the red? Yeah. That's reasonable, you know? So these are the kinds of things that if one is avoiding, they may not feel that fear. That, that's actually interesting because many people in this industry, it's not that they avoid the numbers. They don't even know the numbers. But they avoid learning the numbers. Right. Because the numbers are facts, right? Right. That's data as opposed to feelings. Right. So it it's it's tough for people to accept the numbers because it's 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 scary. It tells the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've got to But also numbers are power. So if you can start to look at numbers as being your friend and get your head out of the sand mm-hmm. and kinda like be willing to face mm-hmm. those things. Um that's actually what helped me. What's which part? Just learning the numbers. Yeah. Like finally, just I'm an English major. Right. And a English political science, so I am like math averse. Yeah. And finally, saying I'm going to figure out the numbers. Yes. Actually, it helps. And then didn't that make you feel better about 100%. moving forward? Oh, yeah. yeah. It allows me to make decisions. Yeah, I think a lot of fear comes from lack of information. Um, that you need more information. <laughs> um, it's kind of goes both ways, right? Without yeah. fear, you need more information. With fear, you need more information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. Um, but I'm the other worse off than I was when we started. Now I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> but the other piece to this about your question about someone contemplating is to imagine your life continuing to roll out the way it is right now, like the same thing for the next year. If you are not willing to accept that, you need you, that's a good reason to go forward and make a change like do you want this last year that you had to repeat itself exactly the same if so just stay doing keep doing what you're doing if you want something different you got to do something different that's awesome let's leave it at that okay i know but before we do um you have a podcast. What's your podcast called? Soul Fuel. When where can where can people find it? iTunes, iHeartRadio. Soul Fuel by Wendy Collier. Yeah. And then um, do you have a website? WendyCollier.com. All right. And you are going to be helping with the Aesthetic Mastermind, which is AmSpa's mastermind program, and we're getting ready to start that. So you're going to be the initial business coach for that, which I'm super excited. Yeah, about. I'm it's excited be awesome. too. Um, 
anything else for our for our four or five listeners that have <laughs> remained this far? Four or five <laughs> listeners no, that have stuck with us for an entire hour. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank Say something you f- inspiring. Thank you for listening. Say something inspiring. Yeah, you're an inspiring person. What's what, what? Leave us with something inspiring. I would say that you are far more capable than you think. That you have more resource within you than you can possibly imagine, and the ability to problem solve whatever challenges you feel you have in front of you, that you're surrounded by support, support that you can see, support that you cannot see, but you are fully supported and cared for by life, by the universe. And once you realize that, you'll start to look up and be able to receive that support and that help and get where you want to go. Damn, just drop the mic right now. That's all you need. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate You're welcome. it. Seriously, I think it's, um, I'm super excited to, to have you on board. So Thank you. Um, Glad to be here. Yeah. So, all right. Well, with that, we will leave it at that. Thank you for joining us. And um, Thank you for having we'll me. see you soon. All right. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, Alex Tiersch was joined by Wendy Collier, life coach and moderator for AmSpa's Aesthetic Mastermind Group.